everybody. Welcome to Six Months Later, the podcast 180 Days in the Making, where we talk to interesting people about their lives, and then we check in six months later to see, um, what do you got? You got anything? How they're doing? What's happening in their life? If they're still so attractive? Yeah, if they're still so attractive. Whether yeah. they're hanging in by a thread? How their sanity is going, you know? What's happening? Yeah. Have they had a mental health review recently? I know I have. That sort of thing, uh, mostly. Have you? No, um, I'm doing yeah. fine. I, I, I'm okay so, now. So we check in to see if they're still hanging by a thread or if that thread is snapped. I am your host, Matthew Sidorn, and I'm joined, as always, by my illustrious co-host... Tara Newton-Wordsworth. Tara, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you, Matt? I'm all right. I'm, um... I'm uh, I'm I'm personally okay. I'm feeling productive, maybe too productive, mm-hmm. actually a bit too busy. Why are you too busy? I uh, I I started organizing the festival last week. Oh great. I have all my venues and uh, actually and then this week I started reaching out to acts and I forgot what a how once fun that is to reach out to people that I really respect and being like we come and p- perform at my thing. And that's really wonderful. And then I forgot how much I hate dealing with agents and it's annoying. And so, <laughs> oh, man. but uh, uh, no, that's fine. And then also I, I had a really streamlined method the last time I organized the festival and I forgot that method and I need to go back and look at my old emails and be like, oh yes, this is what I did every time. And uh, it made everything so much easier. Mm. So now, yeah, so I'm working on that and that's been keeping me busy. And then, you know, Tavish is always keeping me busy. The other day we were at a play group and he really likes there's a little tent at the playgroup that's full of little plastic balls and he'd love to go and play in there and then so i i thought i I should do this at home and so i went on ebay and i found out i can get 500 ball pit balls for 38.99 wow so i went to alice because we're we're just on one income right now so i said look i want to buy something for tavish it's a surprise It's thirty eight ninety nine. She's like, "What is it?" And I was like, "I want to surprise you with it too, because I think you're gonna love seeing it." And she's like, "I was like, how much do you trust me? Do you trust me? Thirty eight pounds and ninety nine cents." Oh, that's so like, cute. Okay, and uh, and it was a big success. And then Tavish loves this little ball pit. That's been his exciting new thing the last couple of days. So that's so sweet. That's beautiful. What? Yeah. What have you been up to, Tara? What have I been up to? Will and I have been making more time for each other. We've been going on a few lovely date nights recently. Very nice. Which is really nice. And surfing has been less this week. I've been a bit less disciplined with surfing. I am going for another surf on Sunday, mm. though. What else? Oh, Russia invaded Ukraine this week. That was pretty stressful, right? Was it this week? Was it like the right. beginning of the week? <laughs> I feel like it was like, was it on Monday? Yeah, yeah, it's been, it's been, I think we're about a weekend, yeah. Yeah, which I feel like has really um, been a crazy, a crazy week this week. Like, I feel like that has been a really weird, like, that was really upsetting to see, but it's also like, yeah, had like a worldwide effect. Like, I think everyone is kind of a bit on edge with what it means and hoping that it's not echoing the kind of beginning of you know the last century where they had the similar thing where they had like obviously the spanish flu and stuff and we've obviously just had covid and then they went into like the world wars and now it's kind of like ah i hope this doesn't go to a global scale but you know i mean it looks like maybe the sanctions will be enough fingers crossed to like 
I don't know. It, it is quite worrying. Are you worried about it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a level of crazy that I think the world, we all thought we had kind of put behind us. Um, because I think a lot of people didn't think, I didn't, I didn't really think that he would do this because it seemed like it wasn't in anybody's best interest, mm. including his own. And so, yeah, it's been stressful. It's, it's worrying. It's tragic. I mean, the level of stress that, you know, we're experiencing is nothing compared to the, the horrors that the, the, the poor people of Ukraine are dealing with right now. Mm. Um, and yeah, or even like, you know, the people of Russia who are going to, like the rank and file people of Russia, just day to day citizens who are going to deal with sanctions and are going to have their economy tanked because a few rich people drained all the money out. Like there was some insane thing that was like 400 people in Russia own like 99% of everything in Russia and yeah. they drain that money and then they send it off to other countries and they, you know, because they don't trust each other. So they... <laughs> So they like take it and they park it in the US and the UK and bank accounts in Switzerland, the Cayman Islands. And it's just like they don't really care what happens to Russia because for them, they're just like vampires draining the blood of the people. Anyways. Yeah. So I feel bad for, you know, that there's this fucking jerk running stupid country. I don't know. But <laughs> yeah. Do you worry saying like, do you, do you worry about saying that? in a public platform like do you think that you know people could potentially hear it and then come after you or do you think no one would care <laughs> i i mean i think i'm pretty low down on the i think <laughs> as 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 much as i would like for us to be more popular i feel like we don't really have the reach that people would notice but if you <laughs> if, if it's if it's uncomfortable uh we can cut that out because i would i don't want you to get in well it's not me saying it so i'm not so worried <laughs> <laughs> As in, no, I don't think they'll be coming after me. <laughs> You're like, me, on the other hand, I think Vladimir Putin's a great guy. I think he's been doing a wonderful job with his country. Uh, uh, so yeah, no big, problems big there. Big fan, big fan. I, I mean, big I think, fan. like, if anyone was going to go after anyone, it would be Matt, for sure. Like, definitely not me. Like, Matt's the one I bad. I think Matt's really the problem here. <laughs> wow. I, uh... Oh, wow. This is good to know in case... You know, but anyways, I don't, I don't know. I, I feel, uh, yeah, it's stressful because you're like, you know, what could happen next? How is this going to hurt people? How, you know, it's so, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's awful. You hope, hopefully, hopefully in six months, it'll be like, well, that was a weird couple weeks and now we're all back to forgetting that now you're the place now you're like really stressing me out because actually that's like what we all said at the beginning beginning of covid <laughs> we're like yeah oh i hope that this would just be like oh this was that was a few weird weeks right like at that march 2020 what yeah. a what a strange month month that was but then after that we were fine <laughs> was like three weeks inside all right seems excessive but well you're the most <laughs> That's what it takes. <laughs> I guess we can do one more week of lockdown. Um, yeah. Well, let's hope it's not yeah. not that. Uh, yeah. Oh, so hopefully it's more positive. And, and again, our, you know, we have high hopes and thoughts, prayers for the people of Ukraine. And... We got high hopes. We got high no, hopes. No. <laughs> no? But okay. are you are you stressed about? Are you stressed about it? Are you not? Are you just? I mean, we were, when we were watching the news the other day, I like I was like crying because of watching the people in the yeah. Ukraine trying to get out and stuff. It's like really emotional. And then like the babies, did you see the babies in that neonatal unit that they had to take underground? Like they like took them into a, like like oh. to like babies from like a you know a unit that needed special care, and they're all like underground in a shelter, and you're just like, oh my god, like this is crazy. That's, how yeah, how that's how can yeah. it be happening? And yeah, I was listening to a podcast the other day about how. How they declared martial law and they were like no 
no man from 18 to 60 can leave the country. They were letting yes. all women and children out. But then they were like, if you were a man from 18 to 60, you just got to stay, which sounded horrifying and awful. And, and, and just, you you know, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. it's, it's just, And actually seeing like the women know. as well that are staying and like bearing arms yeah. and the women that that was also really upset me. Like seeing women being like, well, you know, we got to stay and we got to fight, you know? Yeah. And you're um, just like, whoa, man, like this is really intense. Will actually said to me that if the UK was called, like as in if men in the UK were called to fight, like he would probably go back to fight. And I was like, hmm. are you actually crazy? Like what the hell? But he was like, well, I wouldn't want to be not, you know, like as in, I guess he wouldn't want to, I don't know, not be there for like his country if that's what was being. And I was just like, let's just not even think about this. This is not something we're discussing at this point. Like I don't want to even, like that's that's insane. Yeah. So yeah, I mean. It's hard to think about. It's hard to think about, you know, the, you know, because you hear about that, like they're like, oh, these guys have to stay. And it's like part of you is like, well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like I feel like I'd want to stay and help defend my nation but then also i'd also like to know that my family is safe and be with my family and i don't know so it's hard to it's hard to um I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's hard. To, it's hard to imagine. It's unimaginable. I don't know. I, yeah, it's, it's it's a fucked up, horrible situation. And I think that um, yeah, Vladimir Putin sucks. I mean, that's not obviously not your opinion. Your opinion of Vladimir Putin, uh, great guy. I'm, I'm just saying married, that mm. I won't I won't <laughs> be making any official public comments <laughs> on on a public platform. So the, the podcast is officially neutral on this. <laughs> Um, the opinions of the hosts are not necessarily those of the podcast as a whole or the other hosts and names like that so don't worry about that but yeah i don't know that's it's yeah it's kind of the biggest thing to happen in a really long time um uh and it's yeah we'll see where we are in in six months it's uh i don't know what are, what are your thoughts about the future my thoughts about the future six months? um six months from now i reckon we will be in a great place i think that things will be fine with the ukraine i think that well i mean obviously there's already been enough to be bad so maybe not fine but i i, I believe that putin won't go further better? i think yeah no i think yeah. things will be better and i think that we will have found a way to peace as a world and we will all go you know what we have too beautiful a world to waste on this kind of like threat of war against each other why don't we all work as a team you know for a beautiful better future and combat climate change because that's the real threat so that's right. that's what i think will be happening in six months time what, what, what do you yeah, think that was like the un released a report on the climate saying basically like it's going to be worse than we ever thought and that was like it like the day after russia invaded and i was like read the room un like we don't need this kind of information right now <laughs> This is the wrong time. I mean, yeah, I, like we get it. Nobody's listening to climate scientists, anyways. But still, like, come on, man. Like, it's so depressing. Anyways, yeah, I, I just, uh, yeah, it is rather. Um, <laughs> my prediction for six months time is we will get at least one piece of good news. So Aww, I don't know what nice. that is, but I'm really looking forward to it. <laughs> that Boris Johnson and, has like another um, kid yeah. on the way. Oh my god, we're gonna be so happy! Yay, Boris! Oh, have more children. Why would that make me happy? The last thing the world needs is more Boris Johnsons. <laughs> but the only the only bright spot about that is I'm pretty sure all his kids are gonna fucking hate him. Yeah, that's so true. the uh, yeah. I, Although uh, I don't have an official position on that, just like I just want to say that. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> You're like Boris Johnson, great guy, never did anything wrong. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not saying anything bad about Boris Johnson. That's all I'm saying. Is that if anyone's going to go after someone on this podcast, definitely go after Matt because he's the one condemning Boris Johnson. <laughs> yes, fine. Go after me. I don't know. Like this is, man, if I get, 
Man, if I get poisoned, I'm going to be so upset with you. Um, I'll be like, as the Russian agents come to inject me with uranium, I'll be like, no, Tara, take Tara instead. <laughs> and I'll be like, I never said anything bad about you. Uh, okay, wait. What was I going to look um, up? It was something about Boris Johnson. Was it about Boris Johnson? No. How many kids he has? We know he has like a thousand kids. Um, I think he finally confirmed it was like eight. Really? Anyways, Only eight? Seven or eight? Or something like that. Yeah. No, that's uh, not what I was but... Boris Johnson children is literally the first thing that comes up when you look it up. Okay, let's forget this. Oh, he has got loads on there. Wow. Mm. Okay, forget that. Sorry. What were we talking about um, before this? But your yeah, goals think, for the future and your predictions for the future. Uh, one beautiful thing. From now, one piece of unequivocal good news. Mm-hmm. Just something we're going to all be like, wow, thanks. Whoever did that, good job. Whoever is out there working really hard to bring us one piece of good news, I appreciate it. And yeah. um, thank you for it. And you'll get a real we shout out at the end you. of this episode. Yeah. You're out there doing the Lord's work. And yeah. Um, yeah, but I think that, yeah, and and I, my hope for six months is that there will be a massive de-escalation of what's happening in Ukraine. That Listen, you um, can't just come in on my, like, goals and predictions, Matt. Like, get your own goals and predictions. (laughs) So I can't hope for good things for Ukraine? Is that the thing that I'm... (laughs) I already hope for that, so you have to find your own hopes, okay? (sighs) Okay, fine. I hope that... (laughs) I don't know, whatever. What about climate change? You can I'm, hope for better I, things. Oh, no, I already got on that, too. Find your own hopes. <laughs> I have no hopes. Sad, isn't it? I don't know. I'm just hoping for one good thing. I'm going to say... My, hope you find a less uh, annoying podcast host. I, uh, I would never. The, I, yeah, my hope is uh, is that there's just one that we can have one. I, I'm I'm really going to big up it when, in six months when that nice thing happens. It's going to be all I talk about in the outro. <laughs> so get ready for that, folks. I'm going to be like really stoked. And I don't know what it's going to be. Maybe it's going to be like that new Doctor Strange movie was so good. <laughs> and it's something sad like that. And maybe that's it, but I'll take it. But yeah, but anyways, yeah. So, but for now, the important thing is that we're together. We're all together, not physically, but audibly. Mm, <laughs> and uh, mm. I think that's 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 wonderful. deep. That's really beautiful, um, Matt. You, yeah. You're really poetic at times. At times. Thank you. <laughs> but let's, uh, I don't know, whatever. Let's go talk to our guest, shall we? Yay! Yes, please. Yes. All right. Bye. Goodbye. So we, do we need to do Catherine's uh, intro, Matt? Yeah, let's do the intro. Catherine, how would you like me to introduce you? Just comedian? Yeah, uh, relatively inoffensively. <laughs> relatively inoffensive <laughs> comedian? or? Uh, oh, no, introduce me relatively inoffensively. Okay. Um, really, take it and run with it. <laughs> comedian. And Highly like... offensive comedian. Yeah. Yes, um, yes. Really boundary-pushing comedian. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, or comedian? No. Yeah, female comedian. Female. Yeah. I'll just do it. <laughs> just as definitely make sure people know that she's a female. Like, Guys, get yeah. this. Now, I hope you're all sitting down while you're listening to the podcast. <laughs> the females are making the comedy. <laughs> I know, it's nice to let them go. <laughs> I know we've all agreed as a society that women aren't funny, but... <laughs> This is horrendous. Here's further proof. Catherine Matthews. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Let's do this for real now, okay? This is all just cutting room floor garbage. We should say this goal for the show. All right. right. Please welcome to the show, comedian Catherine Mather. Catherine, how are you doing today? I am so well. (laughs) Really? (laughs) 
See, it always surprises people when you say that. I've started saying that, being like, oh my God, I am so good, and people don't like it. <laughs> All right, we've, now you're just making fun of me now. <laughs> no, no, it's generally, honestly, listeners, do this. Do it. When someone asks you how you are, be like, OTT, I am so, so good. And they'll, they'll, they'll be like, why? You shouldn't be. <laughs> What's your secret? <laughs> just put on a real creepy smile, I'm fucking rad, man. <laughs> and then they go, <laughs> and then they go, what, really? And I go, nah, no, nah, it's all just fine. <laughs> no, I live in the same miserable planet you do, asshole. What are you, what are you even asking for? <laughs> yeah, god damn it. <laughs> well, now that you've destroyed the way that I introduce the show generally. I'm so sorry. I mean, what, what I meant to say was, I'm fine, how are you? Oh, good. Well, it has been nice to catch up. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's the show. Bye. <laughs> This is really just a just like a health and safety check for uh, people we do. <laughs> just we get we get a subsidy from the government just checking on people. No, Catherine, uh-huh. what's going on with your life these days? Uh, you say you're fine, but and I hope I'm not speaking out of turn here. But you said you're going for a chest X-ray later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Jet setting lifestyle of Catherine Mather. It's all podcasts um, and chest X-rays. <laughs> yeah, I mean I don't need one. It's just for fun. No, it's not. <laughs> I, uh, I I've got many talents. And um, my current one is catching COVID. Um, oh, no, I've really? Had, I've had it twice. I had the original one, which Ooh, was terrifying, fancy. but ultimately fine. Mm-hmm. I used it to paint my bedroom, uh, the isolation period. I had a wonderful time. I read a book <laughs> a day. Sounds nice. <laughs> oh, my God. Mm, yeah, it's wonderful. I had a great time. And then I caught it again over New Year, which was less good because, you know, the sequel's always rubbish. Yeah. And that was rubbish. And then I, I felt like I was fine. And then I got long COVID. So no! I'm just... Yeah, so I've had to like stop gigging and. Are you yeah, serious? Mmm. Yeah, it's been proper oh rubbish. I'm so sorry. I don't... That's terrible. I feel like I don't sound surprised enough, but uh, you you told me this before we started. <laughs> I, I did. Yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I mean, Tara seems like she's bastard. incredulous, and I'm just sitting here like just looking at the levels. Of, oh, I should seem shocked too. <laughs> Matt's like, oh no. Oh, <laughs> what? Awful. Catherine's sick again? Knock me over with a feather. <laughs> God, no, please. Take me instead, God. <laughs> That's terrible. So, yeah, what? I'm sorry, yeah. Did you have Omnicon the second, like the second time around, or is it? Do you know what kind it was and stuff, or was it? I assume it was irrelevant? the pop one that we've all had, yeah. the Omicron mm-hmm. one. But mm-hmm. I mean, like the thing is, I wasn't that unwell. So you're in Australia, Tara. So it's different for you. But yesterday, as of the day of recording, we in Britain have decided, well, in England specifically, have decided mm-hmm. to just pretend it's not happening anymore. So you can go to work with COVID if you want. Yay. Wow. Most specifically, your employer can make you go to work with COVID if they want. <laughs> Um, oh my god which is weird because i've spoken to a lot of like young people who had a really mild covid it's been a mild covid this year and then ended up like just floored for months afterwards yeah Yeah, it's weird it's getting better i should say i'm not like at death's door but uh it's just you know i have to take it easy and i'm not very good at that i've had two jobs since i was 13 (laughs) How has the long COVID been manifesting for you? Is it just kind of fatigue or shortness of breath or anything? Or like Yeah, fatigue and getting out of breath, going upstairs and, you know, like mind fog oh. and um, just getting real sort of lightheaded and dizzy and stuff. Mm. Wow. Yeah, it's it's frightening, especially when you're someone who's well, you know, you're a well person mm. and then you end mm. up with that. And I feel like people don't really mention it much either. Like people mm. just assume that after the 10 days, you'll be fine. Yeah. And 
and you know I think it's going to be more and more common but like you don't necessarily put the two things together so you just like, what's happening mm. yeah it's really worrying because you would have thought that given that you'd already had it once you would have had some level of immunity mm. or like it wouldn't have been as bad the next time and I'm assuming you're vaccinated as well yeah I had all my jabs and everything so that's crazy that's awful yeah, yeah it's wild but I mean on the plus side well no this is going to sound bear with me so but on the plus side <laughs> well so like when I've been cancelling gigs and things usually I mean you're both comedians you know like if you want to cancel a gig they'll be like you're a monster we're putting you on the blacklist you're never gonna gig for us again you ain't gigging in this town again what <laughs> how dare you cancel a gig with only three months notice you know like people can be really unreasonable about cancelling gigs really? which is odd <laughs> and um, <laughs> I, you know I find that like now with it being a pandemic because everybody's had it you know people have been like oh my god yeah no please stay at home don't worry about it it's fine I've had it too I you know I've had long COVID I've struggled to get better so people have been really understanding hmm. which is oh, good. good I wish that it wasn't the case but also it just makes me think about all the times that we have needed to cancel a gig before and haven't been able to because we're afraid you know people you know being blacklisted for a bunch of gigs or you know like not being able to you know people being arsy with it. and yeah people who have like chronic fatigue issues that have just like no one's understood but suddenly because it's a pandemic everyone everyone understands yeah oh my god one time i had a comedy show that i was meant to be in and i was so unwell that i was at a and e that morning wow. and i messaged saying i'm severely unwell like i i'm so sorry but i can't do it and basically the uh director was like you you have to do it and so what? i did it <laughs> even though i was like horrifically unwell i'm like there like on antibiotics and like pumping myself full of drugs and like had to go on and just like i could hardly speak it was just ridiculous like it was so crazy but i think that's just kind of uh, exactly what you're saying where it's like there's this environment of like fear where you you just feel well if I don't get he's quite an important person in, in that he had a lot of influence although I think it's getting less so to be honest with some of the stuff that's come out recently but like forcing people oh. to go on stage sick yeah. yeah yeah it's just amazing what's been able to to happen but it's not you know I'm grateful to hear people have been more understanding but what are you thinking like in terms of you've got a show coming up right like as in you're taking a show to Edinburgh this year Oh, hell no. If I ever have to go to Edinburgh, it will be too soon. Just, just in general. <laughs> I hate Edinburgh so much. Did you say that you're doing a show or you're previewing a show or something? Or did I miss something before? Yeah. So I'm trying to write one. It's called Scream Inside Your Heart, which was named after... Uh, did, did you see that? Like, it was in Japan and they reopened a theme park and the sign, it literally translated as, uh, please can we ask patrons to scream inside their heart on the roller coasters? Because if, you know, if you scream, you get all the particles and, like, you could mix, you know, people could catch COVID off you. So they're like, just, you know, oh my God. scream eternally. I don't like the idea of people being eerily silent on a roller coaster. Just hands oh. folded. Just, oh, the roller coaster is going. No, yeah. honestly, good. Google it because there's the, the, the accompanying video <laughs> to it was these two like executives in suits just sat there going around like this roller coaster, just stony faced. It's wonderful. <laughs> okay, getting as much joy out of the roller coaster as your tax audit. Like, that's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
<laughs> they don't. I don't think they, it's like you don't understand what the roller coaster is for. It's so that we have an excuse to scream in public. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever worry that maybe people's message from the title will be laugh inside your heart? Like, because that's obviously not what we want, right? No, like, so no. We want to encourage people to laugh out loud and spread those particles everywhere with their laughter. Yeah, it's actually a horror show. No, <laughs> 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 yeah, just go ahead and scream it. No, it's a. Uh, it, it kind of. I think it's going to be about dating. Um, oh wow! <laughs> mm-hmm. And all of the things that we did to occupy ourselves over lockdowns and stuff. Have you? Have were you by yourself in like? Because you're in London. Were you? Are you living with people or are you like by yourself at the moment? Yeah. So I'm in a house share. So mm-hmm. there's been varying levels of presence in the house, mm-hmm. uh, dependent mm-hmm. on where people happened to be when the the most recent lockdown got announced (laughs) which actually i was quite thankful for i imagine it was different for you guys being locked down with infant children Mm. yeah Mm. we our baby was born after they stopped doing lockdowns so we're kind of at the tail end of lockdown stuff so we mostly just spent quarantine being pregnant wasn't your baby born into lockdown though matt he was well i guess it was like kind of the tail end because it was january of last year and then i guess like Freedom Day or whatever when they stopped doing lockdowns was like the following Mar- May or July. It was July, Matt. What are you talking about? You were in lockdown for ages. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, fine. Well, we were, but it was like, but we had, we were you don't remember because it's all a blur now. Yeah, we were locked down with a newborn baby, which is basically the same thing. It didn't matter to us that everybody else was in lockdown because we were fucking had a new baby and so we didn't we couldn't go anywhere. So Matt doesn't remember because he's actually just blocked out that whole part of his life. <laughs> life is just oh, it's all fucking horrible <laughs> like there was just screaming baby born into lockdown has to be your child's autobiography yeah just, yeah it sounds horrible because <laughs> <laughs> it's not like i just kept him in a room until he was 18 just <laughs> not a bad idea yeah. stop him getting into trouble no it's just he's you need he needs to run free or just he's my baby's huge he's like he's as big as a three-year-old as even though he's one and so he'll probably be like an eight foot tall man at some point <laughs> are you just gonna be one of those parents that opens the door when he's five and it's just like go outside and come back when it's time for tea <laughs> exactly yeah come back when it's dark <laughs> oh no okay here's five pounds entertain yourself for the rest of the day <laughs> here's a house key <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so you've been working on the new show, uh-huh. but you did something with Comedy Central, didn't you? I did. The Lord above only knows when that is actually going to come out because, it, yeah, it takes time on that stuff. But that was really exciting. I had a, I had a great time doing that. What, what it was, was it? Um, it, it's just like online content. Hmm. I don't know, like the YouTube channel. It is so minor, but it has been such a massive deal to me. <laughs> sure. No, I mean, you can still, now you can put that little Comedy Central logo on all your posters, you know. I can. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. I'm so proud of you, Catherine. That's so cool. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Tara. In addition to work stuff and health issues <laughs> is there anything like that's going on in your life these days that's making you really happy or that you're obsessed with or that you're really into like- um, i like i think when you're doing comedy and you have to work full-time because it's expensive to live in a capital city you don't mm. have much time for anything else <laughs> in between <laughs> so i feel like you know comedy is kind of my the second job and my fun as well really? so yeah, I mean, since the pandemic started, because we all had that time to just sort of sit and reflect because there was fuck all else to do. Right. That, you know, <laughs> 
and uh, like I got into I got into gardening I love my garden uh-huh. and also like I think you just realize how much of life you missed because you were working all the time and gigging all the time yeah. so I kind of made it my mm. mission to sort of see the city that I live in and the country that I live in <laughs> because okay. do, you know you gig you're like I have been to all of these places but I arrived at six o'clock so everything was shut I went <laughs> I went directly to the venue, I did the gig, and then I left. So you've seen right. the train station and the venue. Like, there are so many cities that I only know venues. I don't know anything else about them. So I figured I was going to start just going. I call them my big days out, and I just go <laughs> go on a big day out and, like, have a look around. And it's great. I've seen so much now, and that's kind of my, my hobby, I guess, is seeing seeing stuff going places so first off Catherine's big day out sounds like a series of british children's books that i was <laughs> if you told me like oh yeah every kid reads <laughs> Catherine's big day out you know Catherine's big day out to your <laughs> Catherine's big day out to brighton you know those kinds of things yeah so you do these big days out that's fun so kind of a tourist in your own city like in london or are you, are you you're exploring surrounding areas or, or kind of a combination of both both so the last one that i did i went on a tour of the globe theater uh-huh. uh, and it turns out oh that wow. I knew the tour guide. Oh. <laughs> we used to work together, <laughs> which okay. when you've had as many jobs as I have, very much a, a thing that happens all the time right. <laughs> around London. Amazing. And uh, that was fun. That's really cool. I would highly recommend going there. And then I went to the HMS Belfast, which is, you know, the big warship docks on the River Thames now, and you can have a look around. And uh, what I didn't realise, so I, I mean, I assume that you guys also have this fear, which is of being trapped in a thing that is slowly filling up with water I've watched enough like mm-hmm. I've watched Coronation Street when Richard Hillman drove the car into the canal with Gail Plan and the kids in it you know <laughs> Matt <laughs> no you're both shrugging the listeners will know it was an <laughs> iconic television moment <laughs> right of course yeah we, you know, all, like, we, we were all remember yeah, where we were when it's... Gail Platt was put in the canal by that <laughs> dastardly fellow ex-husband of hers her ex-husband oh. <laughs> she's got a we lot know of that them saga by heart <laughs> <laughs> but it's terrible like it's really frightening but then i figured that that's just a thing that everyone is everyone is scared of drowning right you know that's not like no one's like oh i love drowning either. But i didn't realize <laughs> quite how active a fear it was until like on the hms for belfast and i i recommend going it is incredible <laughs> it's great but like because it's a ship that it, mm-hmm. you know, like it's a working battleship, you know, so it's not wheelchair friendly or anything. You know, you have to like climb down ladders to get mm-hmm. down and have a look. And I was freaking the fuck out because, <laughs> like, I was like, this ship has traveled the world, it got through World War II. It has taken Arctic <laughs> convoys, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna drown in this ship on the River Thames. But like, what I... if today's the day that it sinks? Like... Yeah, and you know, what? like it would come up to my ankles. It is massive, and you can't go all the way down. Like it's right. a completely ludicrous thing to think. But also, I'm really tight, so I'm like, I've paid to be here. I'm not not seeing it. <laughs> okay. So I. <laughs> I'm I'm perhaps the only person here that doesn't have children with them because it's very much geared towards kids. Because it's Catherine's big day out, right? It's Catherine's big day out. 
Catherine so with a big I'm... straw hat and her lollipop just to get, explore the city. <laughs> exactly. So I'm like the only adult on their own, because I should say I go on these big days out largely alone. As a woman on my own, I didn't have kids, panicking the whole way around, going like, oh my God, look at the ship's cat that they've artfully arranged a fake toy cat in a hammock to represent and, uh, so the tour guide's like would you like to leave miss and you're like no i paid for this panic attack thank you very much yeah <laughs> i will see it through yeah. <laughs> so it's also a voyage of self-discovery these big days out Sounds i went like <laughs> i went to stonehenge as well Ooh, that was wow. great because i'd never been before but i'd only ever sort of seen it as a wallpaper on a windows computer and i was like i should right. see that so i went and to get there from london if you don't have a car it's quite a trek actually because you've got to get the train to i can't remember the name of the place why well, i, I want to say southampton but of course it's not fucking southampton <laughs> why <laughs> never mind you have to get the train and then you gotta get a bus from the the train station and um i got there and they have a little shuttle bus from right. the museum to the the place itself to Stonehenge itself but obviously they're like we, we they're not running as as often because of covid so we're sort of aiming to take you know people who couldn't make the walk because it, it's like a 20 minute 30 minute walk across farmers fields and i'm like well i'm right. you know I, I can walk i like walking i'll walk and i can't express how hard it rained as soon as i was too far away <laughs> to go back it rained so hard there was children crying like just was, i passed this little girl just just weeping and her mum was like oh no that was just the rain <laughs> yeah. that's just the rain they... <laughs> and her mum was like what can i do to make it better and she just goes nothing uh, <laughs> it's like i was so wet and i was so sad and it read it and it the wind and it was just the worst time because you're on top of a hill so you're so open to the element and um it's a beautiful place but it it was oh my god it was just awful and then i managed i was like i'm getting the fucking bus back so i got the bus back to like the heritage center and (laughs) i had already looked around it the bus back into town wasn't for another hour and I'm too tight to pay like four pounds for a packaged flapjack. So I just sort of had to sit outside for an hour in the rain. And um, I was ill for a week after that because I've been exposed <laughs> to the elements. I had to take a week off work just shivering in bed. <laughs> I sweat through a duvet. If they had spent four pounds on a flapjack so I could have sat inside and eaten it, and then I wouldn't have had to lose, yeah. lose a, a week's mm. income. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, I didn't know that at the time. And at least I didn't drown. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, I love the irony that, like, you didn't drown on the HMS Belfast, but you did almost drown at Stonehenge. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what, right? The day as soon as I got back into town, the sun came out. It was a glorious day. <laughs> I was so angry. Maybe the stones knew that you were coming. Mm-hmm. Well, they, you know, I don't know. Are they cursed? They're probably not. No, cursed. I think they're just rock. I think they're like quite. They're they're pretty awesome. Those stones, right? Like they've got loads of crazy stories. Like don't they have like bones all buried around them and stuff? Probably, yeah. There's probably lots of. I don't know. I didn't really pay yeah. much attention in the heritage center. There were hundreds of kids there, and I just don't think we should take. You had an kids. hour. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I was so angry. I couldn't retain any information. <laughs> Furious. Just, like kicking the elderly out of the way to get on the bus like yeah <laughs> i am so cold oh my god yeah so you're saying like 
soaking wet and shivering cold is not the best time to take in new information about anthropology or archaeology or no <laughs> you're just looking at a stone age axe and you're just like fuck it. <laughs> i bet it was warm when they were here oh it's a yeah. temple <laughs> yeah they yeah. fire those assholes I mean, they put a roof on the temple cheap bastards mm. <laughs> mm. All right. So the big thing is you're exploring your own country mm-hmm. and finding it very wanting. It sounds like you're like. <laughs> I have had some nice times like... as well, but those stories aren't as funny, yeah. are they? What's your next? What's your next big plan to go on a big day out? What What are you thinking of next? Yeah. You know what? I don't actually have any more big days out in the pipeline. Aww. Yeah, That's which sad. is a shame. Yeah. I would quite like to go to Crossnet, <laughs> which is a sewage plant but like the victorians made it so it's beautiful yeah oh i'm and i'm going to i'm going to the williamson tunnels in liverpool which is a what whole are the williamson of, it, tunnels yeah, it's like that? a bunch of tunnels underground that some rich guy built because he could you know and it was in to what purpose oh no it was in doctor who and i love oh, doctor wow. who well, and doctor i love who. history do you think so you'll um spend the whole time worrying that like the earth is going to collapse on top of you and and but still stay <laughs> yeah, because you want to make sure you get your money's or... worth yeah maybe i mean it's for free but i won't i don't want to let <laughs> I've had some good back and forth uh, with Lynn, who's one of the volunteer tour guides, uh, via email, because I might have a suitcase with me. So I don't want to let Lynn down. So I'll um, <laughs> I'll see it through. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, that's good. I imagine you just like on the Titanic as it sinks, you're like, but I paid a ticket to be on this boat. I'm not getting in a lifeboat. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. <laughs> you will drag this boat to the other side. <laughs> I'm going to stay on this boat as long as possible. Thank you very much. <laughs> I see Catherine getting straight on the lifeboat and then just being like, I expect a full refund because I paid for a ship ride all the way to America or wherever the hell they're going. Yeah. I expect at least half my money back. <laughs> I am so cold. I think the best ship experience for you is there's a ship. Oh, the Cuddy Sark, I think oh, it is. Oh, yeah. The one oh, yeah, Gren- the Cuddy Sark. The one at Greenwich? Green- Greenwich? Greenwich. 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 I don't know why I couldn't <laughs> say that. You're so American. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? The one at Greenwich? <laughs> is it Greenwich? Near Lewis Sam. <laughs> So at Greenwich, there's this the ship that's up on land. So it's you can go explore a boat, but it's definitely not yeah, going to sink. However, I had a friend who, and I didn't ask details, <laughs> managed to sink a boat twice whilst in a dry dock. So um, oh. Oh, wow. <laughs> I heard it's possible and um, well, I'm not taking chances. Maybe it was just heavy rainfall because that boat is also covered. I is think, it? So. Oh, my God. Yeah, I think... She doesn't yeah. want to go on the boat, Matt. Like, just let it go. Stop making me Listen, go on the boat. Get on the goddamn boat, Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to ask you again. <laughs> no, I don't know. Greenwich is a fun day out because there's a tunnel in Greenwich there is. that goes underneath mm-hmm. the river. Oh my God, are you married to Greenwich now or what? I just like Greenwich. <laughs> you love Greenwich? It's got a lovely market. Oh, you know how I got to Greenwich? I forget where we were. We were in London visiting some friends and I was like, there's a boat here and there's like a ferry that runs up the thames i mean the thames <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and you can take the the boat up the thames and i was like oh we can go we can go to greenwich so you can take the boat up to greenwich along the river which is a fun trip and then we hung out in that park and had a little picnic and saw where they made time and you know yeah just hung out yeah oh they got <laughs> the know. observatory yeah. as well haven't they yeah exactly yeah i mean that's climbing a hill mm-hmm. so if you don't want to and they've got that know, uh but... they've got that night there i did that night that gong night there oh up the creek what night did you do the blackout was it sir paul mccartney yeah that was okay i'd never do it again but i did make it to i made it 
the end before they because otherwise they like black you out they'd like put the lights down on you or something i can't remember yeah if you get three if you can make it to the end of five minutes you beat the blackout or whatever yeah there's footage of me very heavily heavily pregnant footage of me beating the blackout if anyone wants to look that up don't look that up let's cut this (laughs) out well they're not gonna black out a pregnant lady it seems like that's a cheat yeah well they blacked out a bunch of other people that i thought was really harsh but you know people are so mean at those bong nights they really are sometimes I, i did it a few times and i always managed to like finish and do my five minutes but never with grace like it was, i was always just climbing over <laughs> crawling over the finish line and i remember once <laughs> just hearing out of the darkness silence and then one person just went boo <laughs> <laughs> which is oh, hurtful mom. what's worse Rough. one boo or a room full of boos <laughs> Yeah, most people couldn't even muster enough energy towards you to even boo. Yeah, <laughs> absolute indifference. But one man felt like he had to stand up for the rest of the audience and speak for everyone. It's like, I just, excuse me, miss, on behalf of the rest of the audience, I would just like to, to be noted. Boo. <laughs> There's one ghost yeah. in there. Anyway, what was I going to, okay. there was something I was going to ask before. Oh, yeah. Do you have any, like, big goals? Because obviously the great thing about this six months later podcast is that we can check out, check in with you in six months time and find out, like, where you're at and some people like it for the fact that it's kind of an accountability so they can set up goals or things they'd like to do in six months and then we'll check back in and be like hey you do that goal that you set you're making it sound much more uh threatening (laughs) i mean i always like to be quite aggressive with it but matt's always pretty cash but you know we do the good cop bad cop type relationship Mm -hmm. so do you have any goals for six months time i i love a goal i'm a big believer in goals (laughs) so six months that'll be the end of August, right? Mm, yeah, 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 August. So, yeah. um, I so you'll be done with the Camden yeah. Fringe. Right. I'll be done with the Oxford Fringe. Yeah. So yeah, I feel like um, so I'm writing this show, which I always sort of wanted to have an hour, and people are like, are you going to take it to Edinburgh? And I I really don't like Edinburgh Festival. Like on paper, I get why I should like it because it's a month where you can dedicate to doing the thing that you love, getting better at it, hang around with your friends, mm-hmm. and just absolutely immerse yourself in it, which is great. And I think if that's what it was, then it would be. But I just I hate. I guess that the capitalistic side of it, like nobody is making money and yet mm. it costs so much money. So you're like, well, where is all this money going? And I feel like if it if it was what it was meant to be when it first started, which was an arts festival, <laughs> great. But it, I don't, I, I feel like capitalism has very much got its claws into it and just ruined it. It, it, mm. it sort of takes all of the worst bits of everything and puts it together for a month. And that's why I don't want to take it to, <laughs> to Edinburgh. <laughs> Thank you for coming to my TED talk. But <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying this capitalism thing might be bad possibly i <laughs> take but yeah i would like to have a show because so I, I got i downloaded next up and I, I love watching everybody's shows on there i just i don't know i think it's a beautiful thing to have like and mm-hmm. but then also i don't think there's a, any point in doing it if you're not going to do it really well so mm. i would like to be by i'd say by the end of august i would like to nearly have it polished and have it sort of done and i would I, I would like to be able to to have a car by then as well because i feel like that would open up oh. an awful lot of Catherine's days out. big days out <laughs> <laughs> what so many big days out so big the days could get so big with a car so big <laughs> but also i don't want to drive near any kind of water masses in case my ex-husband <laughs> drives me into a river <laughs> <laughs> I, i'll have uh, by then i'll have married 
and divorced somebody. I was going to say, so... I was like, okay. <laughs> it seems like you're you're avoiding this mostly by not getting married. Well, yeah. So... Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to have been married by then. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think comedically as well, like, I don't know about you guys, but it's just hard because people sort of say where like comedically where do you want to be and I think that it's you know it, everybody because so on the social media you never put the bad bits do you so you know you never do post the gigs where you've had to leave via a fire escape because everyone hated you and you're ashamed or like nobody's <laughs> although the time you nearly got twatted at a train station you know you always put the um the good bits on so you look at other people and you'll be like oh my god they're all just doing so well you know you never sort of show the the bad things but I think everybody just comedy is just made up of little wins isn't it right. so everybody gets a little win so somebody gets an agent and you're like wow I want an agent but then you know it, it could be that that is actually not a good fit and you know like it, it was a win but then it's a step forward but then it was a step back or like somebody might get you know a, a really good gig or you know like a string of weekends at big clubs and you're like oh my god I want that but then you know they end up something happens and they don't get booked again or you know and I'm saying that as like I've had excellent opportunities and then you know you sort of fail at them a bit and it doesn't happen so I think everybody just gets it's not like one person just gets one beautiful run of things and takes off forever and everything's great so I think that people need to sort of appreciate that it is all just little little wins and there's no one gig that makes everything that you know that gives you everything so I guess in six months I hope that I've had a few little wins that keep me feeling positive about it because it's very easy to not you know to be disheartened when you're like working a 40 hour week and then traveling to Worcester (laughs) or you know like having to get to places and then gig and do absolutely fine Mm -hmm. and then you get home and you've had five hours sleep and you know you guys have to look after children and then go back out to work again and then you're just tired all the time and you've missed every social function Mm for the past six years oh my God. and you're just <laughs> you're, you're, tired no. and you feel like you've given so much up and then some yeah. absolute bell end <laughs> calls you you know a slag whilst you're on stage and you're like oh my god one man right I paid like so people won't understand how much it costs to do a show at a festival I mean Edinburgh will cost you if you go all in that is 10 grand you're looking at doing a month of shows every 30 shows can cost you 10 grand like you can sell out every single one of them shows you can put on extra shows and you can still come home thousands of pounds in debt Mm. people don't understand that I won't name the festival I did a show and it cost uh, you know because I'm not shitting on any particular festival I, you know they, they just the cost of doing them is a lot for various reasons but like I did a festival show and this guy sat in the front row and went you better be good because I've paid for parking and you're like fuck you <laughs> do you like you have to pay for the the photo shoot for your flyer you've got to pay for someone to uh, design that poster then you've got to pay to print the poster you've got to pay to print the flyers you've got to pay delivery on that then then you've got to pay to get to the festival you might have to pay to go there to do a bit of promo beforehand you've got to pay the registration fee you've got to pay to the uh, the venue hire you have to pay to go to all the gigs where you're prepping to get to that festival like it's so much money and you're pissed off because you paid a five of a parking you absolute prick <laughs> 
Uh, but I didn't say that to him because it was in the first five minutes of the show and I didn't want to sour the room. Um, <laughs> and I've lost the point that I'm making, but I think what I'm trying to say is that it's very hard work and I hope that I have enough little wins in the next six months that I don't begin to resent it for taking my life away for as long as it has done. Okay. But also, having given me a wonderful life where I get to meet people that I would never have met before... Um, yeah. Like yeah. that gentleman who paid it for parking. sounds like a hit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a great guy he was. Uh, and now we're getting married. <laughs> yeah. So I can divorce him and then drown him. <laughs> yeah. Seems like the type. No, this yeah. is great. Yeah. Well, that was an inspiring, slightly tinged with melancholy sort of goal. <laughs> yeah. That, that's exciting. So hopefully there are lots of wins. I hope you have loads of wins because you're so good. Yeah. Like, honestly, every time I see you perform... I am, like, so blown away by how good you are. Honestly, yeah. I think you're, like, one of the funniest people. I, I really do. Like, you're, like, one of my favorite comics, and I really hope that you go exceptionally far and that you really start getting recognized in a big way soon. That is okay. so sweet of you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's good. So little wins and big days out as the goal for six yeah. months. I love it. Matt's uh, just like, mm, that's good. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I just, I feel like I should also say that comedy is good. I feel like I've shat on it a lot in this episode. <laughs> That's fine. And like, I think it is, you know, it is one of those things where it is very Moorish. And, you know, if you're in it, you're in it. And like, I don't know about you guys, but I couldn't imagine a life where I didn't have that creative outlet. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just the people that you get to meet, the community that builds up around mm -hmm. it. Um, and it's just, yeah, and when, when it's good, it's incredible. Um, yeah. And I, I think everyone should do it because it gives you such, if they want to, not, um, I don't think you should force people no, to, but like, I just, in fact, I would say quite the opposite. <laughs> it just, just really think hard because mm. it is a, it's a difficult, there's not a lot of barriers to entry, but there are a lot of barriers no. to like continuing, I guess. <laughs> like Getting it, beyond it, the open yeah. mind. It's hard work I to, agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So but I think that if you want to do it, I always encourage people to do it because even if it is just, I mean, like none of us go into it for the money yeah. <laughs> or going bit no one goes to their first open mic being like, yeah, in uh, in six to 10 years, I'm going to be on uh, Mock the <laughs> And the people that do go into it like that never laugh. Yeah. So uh, just two quick things. Do you have any big swing predictions for the world? Well, we're recording this on like a, a week of horror, mm. really. Mm. Um, aren't we in the world? Russia has just invaded Ukraine uh, for very little reason, mm -hmm. as I understand, yeah. uh, because men are emotional, uh, horribly emotional, and can't just shut the fuck up. Sorry, Matt. Um, that's all right, I understand. <laughs> just do nothing. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, that's really horrible. And also, you know, we've, uh, in Britain, decided to pretend that COVID doesn't exist anymore. So I don't see either of those things going terribly uh, in the next six months. <laughs> that aside will either just not exist mm -hmm. anymore because of nuclear mm -hmm. war so that's best case scenario <laughs> wait this is um, well but in this case then we don't get the second half of this interview so <laughs> oh my in God, case of yeah. thermonuclear war always... we will not be continuing the podcast um just want to yeah. let that let everybody um, know that always leaving wanting more <laughs> And uh, gosh, gosh, I mean, uh, worst case scenario, we're all still here and we have to record the second half of this interview. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, maybe America will have had another coup um, and, you know, bunny rabbits will be in charge. Maybe our current government in the UK will be in prison. That would be great. <laughs> I'd really appreciate that. 
just as a personal uh, favor to you. Yeah. If there are any lawyers listening, <laughs> if you could just, you know, begin legal proceedings, I would appreciate that. But that, right. that's as wild as that, that can sounds go. pretty wild. Um, okay, great. And hopefully the Queen's okay through having COVID because I think it would be really sad if the Queen dies of COVID. Yeah. She seems to be holding up pretty well. I think it would be. She's also 95. She's had a good she's, run. You've got to die or something, haven't yeah. you? Not the Queen. She's, a, she's, she's, maybe she's part robot. Uh, she's going to live on forever. In our hearts. <laughs> I, I do love the theory that she's dead already and they're just keeping her alive for the jubilee i heard that well i was uh, yeah that's the thing is like man if she dies now then we do we miss out on that four-day weekend because in june because i, was I, I plans. need that yeah i know i need also it. i heard there was a pretty good parade that's going to happen so i might go to, to london and oh, see oh, a parade. matt matt yeah, I, I hear there's like a, a really good uh boat you can go see and it's not in water it's in in greenwich <laughs> Is this the one in Greenwich? Oh, yeah. People will tell you about this one in Greenwich, but I think the one in Greenwich is really nice. <laughs> I'm going to check out this Greenwich one of these days, but Greenwich, I've been to it. It's sweet. Or risk drowning yeah. on the Thames. I'm not going to risk. Well, I see, you can take a boat to the boat. That's a fun thing to do. Yeah. Take the, yeah. Have you taken the ferry? Have you taken like the, the transport for London? The It's like an actual part of the transport system. It's like a water bus that goes up, oh, up and down the Thames. No, I never have. It's fun. It's cheaper than like a tour boat, and you still get to see the view of London from the river which is fun okay they should do that i'm like any needless opportunity to take a boat somewhere i always take it so took a ferry to spain recently not recently that was like several years ago um overnight Uh, okay when when was that i didn't know that i could sleep on it when did you go to Spain? I didn't. I said recently, and I, and then I thought about it, and I think it was three years ago. Okay, because I was like, I definitely it don't was... recall you talking about this. Trip. It's not a real trip. <laughs> I once took the ferry from Liverpool to Belfast. That was a fun way to get to Belfast for no reason, just for fun. I feel like yeah. you're showing off with all your ferry stories now. Yeah, he's such a cool guy. God. I believe in fairies, guys. <laughs> Taking a ferry everywhere. <laughs> I'm just ferrying around. Look at you, Mister Fancy. Oh, you got fairy money, do you? Well, you it up. <laughs> Anyways, Catherine, we're not going to say goodbye to you because through the miracle of editing, we are going to continue this conversation seamlessly in six months time. But one thing we Mm -hmm. do ask all our guests to do is to set up a joke or a statement that they do not know how it's going to end. And we will begin the second half of the interview with that, with the end of your joke or statement. And that's how we'll bridge the two discussions. Oh, God, I hadn't prepared for this. And you sent me an email. It's not in the email. It's a secret. Because I I definitely read the whole email to complete (laughs) You shouldn't put the link at the top of the email. Put it at the bottom so we've got to go. That's a good point because some people do not Um, read the email. And uh, and, and I'm not one of those people. I definitely read all of it. This is good. Good feedback Um, about my email procedures. Thank you. (laughs) So my statement. I always insist upon wearing matching underwear in case. And the other, the fish said to the other one, how do you drive this thing? (laughs) Are you sure you listened to the first half of the... I said I listened to it, Matt. Are you calling me a liar? I would never call you a liar. (laughs) That is not what this podcast is about. This podcast is not about accountability. Some people seem to think it is, but that is not my job. Nor do I wish it to be. Well, then, yes, uh, uh, flawless. Honestly, it's it's as good as anything we've ever gotten. (laughs) It's a great Uh, joke, that. (laughs) I think that, yeah. I mean, I think that, yeah. I think that's good because that works you know in the club but it also works in the office you know that's a joke that people can take home and they can tell wherever it doesn't need any notes no and i'm not giving any notes i want that to be clear i'm just like appreciating quality joke writing Catherine, how have the last six months been treating you you know what quite well actually really yeah uh i know that at the (laughs) beginning of the last 
one I was like I'm great <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> right. and and I wasn't but now <laughs> I, I feel like I can say that statement with sincerity oh, yeah. Um, yeah. how did that chest x-ray turn out well so I went for the chest x-ray and she was like oh my god you've got bra fittings in your lungs uh, and I was like, no, nah, I should probably take my bra off, shouldn't I? And she was like, I fucking told you to. And I was like, you, yep, no, that is fair. This is your job that you do all day. And yeah, it was fine. <laughs> Basically, I just had to sit and wait for long COVID to stop, which it eventually did, uh, kind of. Okay, good. I just can't oh, okay. remember things anymore and get tired easy. But That's, that yeah. the, the thing is, it's like, is it long COVID or is it just the aging process? Who knows? <laughs> That's the thing. It's like nobody will ever be able to tell anymore. It's just like, no. is this, you know, debilitating long term illness or just the slow decay of the human form? Who knows? Maybe it's both. Because yeah, I guess all, all life is just a debilitating long-term illness isn't it mm, good way to think about things like yeah that. it makes me feel bad <laughs> there's like an official medical term i forget what it is for like when your body officially stops growing and developing and then mm. it's only in the process of dying and it's basically after the age of 25 you're just only you're basically only on a slow descent at that point yeah so. you're not you're not improving anymore if you're so, not yeah. your best self at 25 stop trying <laughs> Yeah, that's a good that's a good lesson. I was not my best self at twenty five though. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> no, I was just I would say I was not my best self until at least thirty five. So mm. um and even then it was it was it was just like that's when I turned a corner and I was like, Oh, I should be a better person. <laughs> so it was probably quite quite a few years on from then. Well, I'm glad the chest X ray turned out right. No new cases of COVID personally not for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> uh there's still the winter to get through mm. that's good did you get a car i did not get a car no i was so close to getting a car uh uh-huh. the lovely comedian paulina she let me drive her car mm-hmm. because i hadn't driven a car in about 10 years she let me drive her <laughs> car around north london mm-hmm. she was very tolerant <laughs> uh, she sat with me uh as i i think i screamed a bit it was fine though. Um, I I learned I learned how to drive, and then I was going to get one. And then do you remember when we had a fuel crisis? And and right. do you know how much fuel costs now? No, because I don't own a car. No. Well, exactly. So I, <laughs> I I'm going uh, to Australia soon to visit your co-host. Uh, right. Tara. Uh, so I figured uh, I'd probably best wait until if I'm going to be away for ages uh, there's no point in having a car and not using it is there? so I'm going to wait 2023 is going to be Catherine's year baby <laughs> alright we'll check in next year for that uh, no 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 <laughs> <Famous last laughs> well, you said it we'll be right back here in a year but how long are you going to Australia for? I am going to be away for three weeks. Okay. I'm visiting a friend in Singapore, and then I'm visiting Tara, and then I'm visiting another fellow comedian called Andrew Forsyth uh, mm-hmm. in the uh, wonderful town of Melbourne, Melbourne City. Oh, okay. Is that, so, is that a nice yeah. town? I don't know. I have no idea. I'm literally going to see my friend, and then I guess the environment that I'm in, yeah. we'll fucking find out about it, won't we, when I'm there? <laughs> yeah. We were hoping to have Tara on this mm. podcast in the second half but she's on vacation mm-hmm. and the message she sent is that she's at a beach house which i'm like don't you live in a beach house mm-hmm. i do not understand what the difference between tara's regular life and her vacation time because every time she says she's going on vacation it's always to like another beach which i guess is just how 
the Australians live. I guess. And, I mean, you can never have too many beach houses, as my grandma always used to say. Right. Um, (laughs) We lived an hour inland (laughs) and never owned a beach house. It was weird. We're like, why are you saying that, grandma? And she's just like, oh, do you want a biscuit? Like, yeah, okay. (laughs) I mean, it'd be nice to have a beach house. And I assume that there's no upper limit on that. Well, no, if you you can have as many beach houses as you can afford. Exactly. Yeah, so, like... The last six months, you were hoping to have some more big days out mm-hmm. and some more little wins. How's the scorecard on big days and little wins look? Oh, I had lots of big days out. I had it well. So I went, this year has been my year of tra- trying to travel a bit. Right. Uh, so I've been to France twice. Ooh, what? The north and the south. Oh, that's just both. You got it both. There you go. Yeah. Skip the middle. It's, uh, it's played yeah. out. Yeah. Fuck yeah. the middle. No one cares about the middle. Have you been? Uh, you've been to France before, I assume. Yes. I have been to France before. Yes. So me and my okay. sister went to Gay Paris to uh-huh. celebrate the the jubilee. We left the country because. Uh, oh, nice. Hell no! I don't need that that display <laughs> of subservience shoving down my throat any more than it is already. Uh, yeah. We went to. I say gay Paris. We stayed in Le Marais, which is the gayest of gay Paris. We had a wonderful time. All right. Yeah, uh, it was great. We, uh, I went to a wedding in the south of France. That was a big day out, real big day out. Oh, um, I went to Vienna. Have you ever been to Vienna? I haven't. And mm. I keep wanting, I keep hearing it's really nice and I want to go. And then other people are like, nah, it's terrible and don't go. Mm. Oh, wait, you were telling me you went to Vienna. That's I right. Was so I was like, who was telling <laughs> me they went to Vienna? Right, for full disclosure, uh, Catherine and I have talked off mic in the interim six months period. We have, yes. We went for a pint with your beautiful son who just kept throwing himself at the busy main road. <laughs> the second, the second that you let go of him, he was just like, I'm going to get hit by a car. Please. Oh we yeah. had to literally tie him down uh, much, into a yeah. into a pram. It was not like yeah. nothing sexy or weird, but um <laughs> This is my son. Come on. <laughs> I'm so sorry. We had to tie him down and feed him applesauce. <laughs> That's right. Yes, how was Vienna? You went to Vienna. Vienna. Yes. So if anyone wants to go to Vienna, I would say that it is a wonderful place to live. They really actually put uh, time and money into making it a nice place to, to live, which nice. is entirely alien to me as a Londoner. <laughs> they don't care. They're like, you can sleep under this bed for 700 a month and you'll be grateful of it. And you are. You're like, oh my God, thank you so much for letting me stay. Can I give you another 100? <laughs> Um, yeah. Whereas in Vienna, you can have a home and it's affordable and they put money into the community. So I really like that about Vienna. What I would say is, as a holiday, don't go for more than a weekend. There's not a wild amount of stuff to do. But that's no shade on Vienna. It's just a great place to live. What yeah. My overriding memory of Vienna, and I had a lovely time there. The beer's great, the food's great, the people are nice, it's pretty. Lots of good things. Also, everything shuts on a Sunday. Please bear that in mind. <laughs> but lovely place. My overriding memory of Vienna has to have been getting food poisoning I mean about an hour before I had to travel home mm-hmm. and um, it, it was like planes, trains and automobiles I, I took every type of transport that was available because <laughs> of the many strikes that are on offer currently mm-hmm. I was travelling with my housemate and I asked him to kill me he said no 
I was quite annoyed about that, actually. I'd, it was awful. Not much of a housemate. No, I know. I was, I was really angry with him. But that aside, I had a lovely time. I went to Bath. Have you ever been to Bath, Matt? Yeah, I've been to Bath. Did you go to the hot springs there? Yeah, the I did. Bath? So they've got the... Uh, they've got the one that you can actually use, and then they've got the Roman baths, haven't they? So yeah. I went to the Roman baths, which are beautiful. But one thing, I don't know if you noticed this when you are there, it, it's a really beautiful old building. Mm-hmm. Uh, would highly recommend going. The water is fucking green. It's rank. It smells <laughs> yeah. awful. It looks disgusting. Mm-hmm. And the whole yeah. way around, they've got signs like, don't touch the water, don't drink the water, <laughs> don't look at the water. Oh my god, it is so contaminated and dangerous. And then you get through to the end and they're like, but do you want to drink some? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, they've got these little paper cups and they're like, do you want to drink the, drink the water? So yeah, yeah I do. Like, you've told me that I can't so much that yeah, it's all I want to do. So yeah. I drank the well, water. Well, were you like, well, it's included with the price of admission, so I'm gonna mm-hmm. get my money's worth and drink the water. Exactly, as we discussed before, I'm a tight northerner. I had a panic <laughs> yeah. attack for an hour on a fucking boat because <laughs> I needed to see it all. I'm gonna drink yeah. the contaminated water. Was the water good? How, how was that? It was warm and a bit gross. Mm, okay. But my god, I chugged that paper cup of water. <laughs> And then shat myself for a week. No, I, I didn't. <laughs> oh, the big days out have turned into uh, just digestive distress. <laughs> it's in different scenic parts of the world. Yeah. <laughs> Where did you shit yourself this week, Catherine? <laughs> well, like... in the beautiful town of St. Albans. <laughs> yeah. Here's a picture of me desperately looking for a bathroom in front of the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> <laughs> I did go up the Eiffel Tower. Did uh, you? I- I tried to fit my head through the uh, the big railings that they've got up there. Um, okay. It's a beautiful size to get your head through, but <laughs> it's one of those, if you were to turn your head even a fraction of a millimetre, you wouldn't be able to get it back through. Right. And as, as a fellow glasses wearer, I'm sure mm-hmm. you can understand why that would be troublesome. Hmm. Did you lose your glasses? I did not lose my glasses because they cost me three hundred pounds. Right. This is the travel advice that you need, I think. Mm-hmm. Have a great time at the top of the Eiffel Tower. They say they've got a restaurant. They haven't. It's a canteen mm-hmm. at best. Yeah. They sell their own branded macaron. They're nice. Oh. And also, be careful when you put your head through the railings. Good. Solid advice. The three big no. <laughs> right. <laughs> Eiffel Tower. Three stars, says Catherine Mather. Mm-hmm. I couldn't put my head through the, the thing right. properly. Get bigger railing. Yeah. So so that sounds nice. You went to Bath. You went to France. Mm-hmm. Vienna. Anywhere else? Anywhere else good? I could, not that I can think of. Um, Did you go to is Greenwich? Is that not enough? Is that not enough, Matt? <laughs> Well, we were talking a lot about Greenwich, and you never—you did you ever go there? No, I didn't go to the Cutty Sark. It was too far away. I think it's genuinely easier to get to Paris on the Eurostar. <laughs> it's quicker, easier, and less stressful than getting to goddamn Greenwich. <laughs> Fair. And the DLR. Mm. Although I love the DLR, it blows my mind that it doesn't have a driver. Oh, really? Mm. I have know you that. ever been on the DLR? I think I took the DLR for the first time recently because it goes to London City Airport, right? Mm-hmm. It sure yeah. does. So the, I didn't know that that train didn't have a, uh, a driver. Why doesn't mm. it have a driver? Don't know. 
Because it, I guess, because it can not hmm. do. <laughs> Sometimes they do have a driver, but the driver is sat on one of the passenger seats and they just have this little thing that they lift up and the controls for the train are in it. Oh. So you could be sat with your knee touching the driver. Um, <laughs> is that what you like most about the DLR? Is you just you find the driver and you just lightly touch his knee? <laughs> mm-hmm, I do. He loves it. And then I go, mm-hmm. there's only one guy who knows how to drive the DLR. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you've, you've been outside. You've been, you've been doing lots of big days out. I'm excited mm-hmm. to hear that. Excited to see Catherine's big days out coming to BBC, you know, in a kind of... <laughs> Yeah. It's a travel show with Catherine being like, and then I got horribly ill here. <laughs> and then <laughs> Do not eat the pre packed cheese sandwiches in Vienna. <laughs> yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Don't drink water in this in Bath and here's a list of other towns uh, you might want to also avoid the water in severe intestinal distress there. <laughs> What about little wins? Oh, the little wins. I feel like I've had some little wins. Well, I did my show, as you well know, because you were there and facilitated it. Um, <laughs> I did. At Oxford Comedy Festival. Yeah, you came to my festival and, and did your show, and it was very well received, and I thought it was quite well done, and I enjoyed it quite a bit. Thank very you. Very good. I enjoyed uh, doing it. It was good. Yeah. Although I was in a bit of a rush getting there and forgot all of my props, uh, so I had uh-huh. to replace them. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which was less than ideal, but fine. I had a lovely time. Go to Oxford Comedy Festival if you're going to be doing it again, Matt Shadon. I assume you are. I'm planning Uh, on it, but like a month after the festival closed, one of the venues that we used uh, shut down. Oh, shit. Which one? (laughs) What? Which one? Not the one you were at. It's not your fault. Oh, good. Yeah, it was a bummer. Actually, it was the Jam Factory. Actually, the first year we did the festival, all the shows were at the Jam Factory. Uh, And that was a bummer. Anyways, I'm just like, this does not bode well for next year, but we'll see. Mm -hmm. If it happens, go to it. Um, And I I also did Camden Fringe. Yes, Which how was Camden? Was fun. It was good, yeah. I got two pat rooms, and it was the first time I'd ever done two shows on back-to-back nights. Uh-huh. which was interesting because I feel like so a lot of people do Edinburgh Festival and uh, that is a show a day for a month mm-hmm. and I hadn't realised how exhausting it was having to go back again and do it a second time <laughs> really? <laughs> so oh god no I've got to do it again oh, gosh. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't about that so you only um, did it twice I then. did it twice Okay, so it's like you were like two packed rooms out of a three week run <laughs> but two out of two is actually really good okay yeah so. it sold very well and i don't know where i'm gonna do it now uh i don't know what to do with the show really but i i was quite happy with its its progress so i, I don't know i guess we'll see we'll see what happens with that i would like to show it to some more people maybe i'll just hire some rooms and just do it myself um That's outside awesome. of a festival mm. we'll see i'm very tired to be honest i, I work a full-time job and do comedy so I just don't have much space for thinking about stuff Fair. <laughs> you know how it is yeah I get that so yeah so you you felt really good about the show I thought the show was extremely good I enjoyed it a lot Thank great you. night of comedy had by all mm-hmm. I think and you got to do it at the Camden Festival and are you taking it to other festivals then or are you uh, uh I've a... been declined by other festivals uh, oh, which nice. is really good for mm-hmm. the soul uh I feel great about <laughs> yeah. that particularly when you're like but I I've seen who you program. 
but that's um i'm not <laughs> i'm not bitter at all you shouldn't be no no uh, so mm. I, yeah i've no plans as of yet to take it anywhere i would like to i think it's a nice little show it's about dating it's about how the pandemic changed all of that it was nice it was fun to write i don't know that it's entirely polished yet but it, it is certainly nearly finished mm. i don't know man so what do you think let's put old kathy on <laughs> sure I'm, no i don't yeah no i won't come back to my that. festival next year i'll just know. keep doing the same show again and again and again at your festival that'd be great um, you know and i love it's gonna be like you're going to be like having a show about dating in your 20s when you're like 50 years old. <laughs> <laughs> yes, none of the materials changed. Yeah, just don't even change any. None of the references. One um, good win, I would say, in comedy is that I guess it's difficult to measure your success when you're in in it, isn't it? Right. Not in your success, but just in life because it's hard to look back. Uh, you don't feel like you're progressing much as you go along. Right. And then you look back and I think I seem to be doing uh, well by my standards, given sure. that I'm, I'm an unrepresented act uh, who works full time so and doesn't have her own transport. So it's mm-hmm. difficult to just take gigs and things and the best ones don't always come my way, but it's because I'm, I'm unrepresented. But it's... Uh, <laughs> I'm doing, I feel like I'm doing quite well progressing comedically. Yeah. It's slow, but um, I mean, it's it's a marathon, not a sprint, isn't it? It's a job. It's it's a job. It's not a race. Right. <laughs> and I'm having a nice time at my job. Yeah. Glad to hear that. I mean, you seem busy. I tried to book you for something and mm. didn't you turn me down a couple of tight dates. It just, so yeah, we had that. You're missing out. I'm, I'm booking an all Catherine lineup on the 27th. <gasps> Off. So I got Kate Smirthwaite uh-huh. and Katie Pritchard yes. and Kitty Speed. Yes. And then I... So I'm the only person that uses the purest form of the name. Catherine, yeah. I, I got turned down by... Uh, there was another Catherine and another Katie who turned me down. Mm. And I'd already asked you for that date and you'd already turned me down a while back. But I can kick some Kates off the lineup if, you, if you're available. Yeah, perfect. Let's fucking do it. And then I'll drop out. <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> Ah, well, I had to fill the, I had to fill in my last slot with a, a Catriona, mm-hmm. so which is kind of like Catherine. I'd say Anyways. that's closer though. Uh, yeah. I did do a, a night once um, where it, it was Quan uh, Wen Huang, the wonderful comedian from Taiwan, and he did one called All the Single Jamies. So he got you know all the single ladies by Beyonce. So it's like mm-hmm. all the single, and then he just got Jamies, <laughs> and that was the uh, the the soundtrack for the evening. <laughs> <laughs> Which I am all for. I love. I love low budget. Yeah, that's so good. I don't know. I, I feel like it makes up for the fact that like last month. I accidentally booked all men, mm-hmm. which is not something I normally do, but I didn't feel super bad about it because I don't normally do that. So it's like it was a more, it was more of a one-off than anything else. But like two of them were named Carl. And I felt like this is <laughs> this felt like a specially male lineup because I have two Carls on the lineup, and so I was like, I'm going going the opposite direction. And it's not a wildly <laughs> common name, is it anymore? Either Carl. 
The the worst part about that show is when I left the house, everything was fine. Mm-hmm. And during my bike ride there, the queen died. So. <laughs> it's your fault. <laughs> I don't know. Never should have left the house. Uh, yeah, so I arrived and I was talking to the guy I had hosting it. And he was just like, so I'm, I was like, how's it going? He's like, well, I'm just trying to figure out what I should do. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, the, the queen just died. I was like, <laughs> what? I know. And then after they revived me, after I fainted... <laughs> There was a long discussion about whether we should still go on with the show, mm-hmm. and we did, and it wasn't a great show, but it's all right. Well, so I know that Tara jokingly mentioned about the Queen dying yeah. six months ago, which so right. I guess we all kind of knew it was coming, but what right. do you think <laughs> about the whole we're not allowed to do comedy for 10 days thing? Because that seemed, that seemed mad to me. Well, I did it like within half an hour. So <laughs> immediately, <laughs> immediately, I was like, I've got some takes. Um, no, that seems, uh, I don't know, seems silly. I don't know. Yeah, there were gigs that got cancelled. I went to a gig and uh, I mean, the people who ran the gig didn't give a shit, but the local community were so upset that they were running gigs that to sort of placate them. Uh, and bear in mind that these people kicking off are probably the people that call me a snowflake. Mm-hmm. In order to sort of pander to their whims, uh, the night had to do a minute silence before the gig began. And I've heard of that at a few venues as well. Oh, really? Um, yeah, which again, I mean, don't go to a comedy gig if <laughs> if you're that sad about the Queen being dead. <laughs> That's the thing is we were kind of like, well, if people are upset, then they're probably just not going to come. So mm. who are we doing this for? <laughs> if yeah. people did show up, we might as well give them a show. Mm. But you're very so, busy. You've got lots of gigs, mm-hmm. you know, going on vacation. So like listening back to the previous interview was there anything like that surprised you about listening back to that or what do you think is like the most surprising thing that's happened to you in the last six months there was nothing that particularly surprised me from the last the last one uh, recording sesh i think it's been quite an unsurprising year i i guess i'm glad that i uh, am no longer unwell <laughs> um, right i was uh getting a bit worried about how long that would be a problem but yeah i guess it's all it's all coming back round again now isn't it the sickness Mm. everyone seems to be getting it again which is a shame so we we recorded it on the day that the country that england had decided that the pandemic no longer exists and um i think it's interesting to see that the rest of the world has followed suit Mm. um I don't know if that's for better or worse, really, but for sure, I've had four vaccines now. Oh, really? That's a lot of vaccine, isn't it, Matt? It is a bit. How many have you had? Uh, probably just the three, I think. Mm. Yeah. I think I had the one booster. I don't think I've had a second booster. I don't it's know. coming should for I? you. Is it? I probably Yeah, should. they'll let you know. All right. I don't know how to make that funny, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> All right. But what, what do you think is like... Have you? What do you think is like the biggest change you've experienced over the last six months? Hmm. The biggest change over the last six months, I guess. <laughs> I love how you're answering these is... like essay questions in school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you restate rest- the you're, question. You restate yeah. the question at the beginning of the essay. <laughs> they tell you to do that as well for like um, when you do recordings and shit, don't they? So they can edit it better. Right. I'm trying to be helpful. I'll shove it up my arse, shall I, Matt? Damn. <laughs> Damn you. Uh. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. You know what? I'm sorry. I just uh, I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. I mean, I guess if it was like a documentary where uh, I was going to later cut out all the, the question bits. So it's just uh, you talking. <laughs> yeah. 
Or, mm. I don't know, like maybe maybe your son's screaming or something and you've got to cut. I don't know. I don't know, Matt. You don't, right, I appreciate you trying dad. to help me out. <laughs> I appreciate you trying to help me out and then I attacked you and it wasn't mm-hmm. fair and I apologize. Thank so, you. That's so, the biggest uh, surprise of the last six months. <laughs> An apology. From a man, no less. <laughs> I'm sorry. So what's the um, biggest change you've experienced over the last six months? The biggest change? I guess I just feel more content in myself uh, and happier with how comedy's going. Uh, it good. feels like it's a job, but not in a bad way, you know? I feel okay. like I'm uh, getting better at the craft. I feel like I can see improvement in myself as an act, and uh, that is a nice feeling hmm. to have and i'm just producing a lot more stuff i yeah so I've, I've been podcasting a lot so i think you're always kind of on uh I, I do two podcasts now uh which is fun oh yeah yeah i just feel like a more well-rounded person i think than i was last time i was here is that That's nice good. is that, that is, is that the answer that you wanted i mean <laughs> No, I mean, I mean, yes. I mean, like, there's no wrong answer here. It's just whatever you feel like, you know, by your own metrics is a big change. And I, I think that, you know, yeah, you're saying that you feel more self-actualized as a person. Mm-hmm. You feel like you understand more who you are as a performer and what you want out of the craft and the art. So that's good. What are your podcasts? My podcasts. I, I know zero. what your podcasts are. But I, I, I'm just asking for other people yeah. who are listening. I do Zero Hours, which I've been doing for four long years, where I interview comedians about the best and worst jobs they've done. We're on a little break until the new year uh, because I'm travelling a lot and I don't have time to be recording things. And also, I've been creating content for four solid years. I think I deserve mm. a break of about three months once. The other podcast I've been doing is called Historical Hot or Not and I do it with uh, my co-host Aidan McCaffrey. I don't know if you know him. Mm -mm. He's based in the north. He's a wonderful act and uh, we talk about some of history's most celebrated participants and whether we'd fuck them or not. It's Mm. it's really highbrow, Matt. Sounds sounds it, yeah. We've got promotional condoms printed if anybody wants one. If you see, if you see me at my show, ask me. I've always got a sack of Johnny's on me, I, uh, which okay. is curious. Are, the problem with promotional condoms is I would be worried to use them, mm-hmm. but are, they, are, are these like usable condoms? Oh yeah, they're usable. We've tested them. Uh, oh, not, okay. t- not together, <laughs> uh, independently. <laughs> from one another and, and they're, is, they're good is this your main promotional tool for increasing podcast listening is like picking up gentlemen and making them use the kind of like by the way my podcast is on that as... <laughs> yeah i really do just need to test how this johnny works i'm not attracted to you in any way i just i just need to know but if you could like and subscribe um, <laughs> please <laughs> when you unroll it there's a url on the side mm-hmm QR code. <laughs> no, no, I don't want to see you again. But if you could, I don't know, just share the podcast, that'd be that'd be really appreciated. Yeah. Just leave a review. And when I say leave a review, I mean for the podcast and mm. not the sex. That yeah. is, I just want to make that clear. Because we all know that it was awesome, so you don't need to tell me. But <laughs> good. How are those coming out? Uh, so we just we just finished the first series. 
Mm-hmm. And then we're writing and recording the second series now, so Aiden's in charge of when they go out, so just follow us on Instagram, at right. uh, Pod, and uh, I, <laughs> I don't know, I, I, I guess you'll see him when you see him. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Yeah. So what's next for you, Catherine? What's next? I don't know. I think um, this is one of the things, that, the questions that we kind of had last time as well, isn't it? It's hard to tell what is coming next. You can't predict it. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what opportunities are going to come your way. So <laughs> yeah. I guess I'm just going to keep doing comedy and keep okay. my fingers crossed that people keep wanting to watch me and pay me to do it and hopefully right. one day it'll be my day job but until then i'm just gonna keep doing what i'm doing i think keep plugging like away it. and yeah yeah what can that's you do that's good mm. that sounds i think that's positive you know keep creating and you know keep, keep doing keep what working. makes you happy exactly because that's yeah. the only metric for success that we've got is whether mm-hmm. you're happy or not it's not set your own goals they don't have to be big ones right just make sure that you're happy that's yeah, or at least you're trying to. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, well, I'm glad that. Yeah, that sounds. That's a very positive way to look at it, and I think that. Uh, I hope that uh, you get more opportunities soon to do the thing that you love. <laughs> Me too. Anyways, well, Catherine, is there a place people can find you easily if you want to be found online? Is there? A... Yeah, so many places. So I have a website, CatherineMather.com, uh-huh. mm-hmm. uh, which is quite out of date. I do need to uh, update it a little bit, but you know, there we go. Uh, and I'm on Twitter, Cathmouth Comedy. I'm on mm-hmm. Instagram, Cathmouth Com. I think I've got a Facebook page, Catherine Mather Comedy. Mm. No one really uses Facebook anymore, do they? Unless you're a, a middle-aged mum. But um, what I? Oh. No. <laughs> no, I use it as well. <laughs> I, but just for promo reasons, maybe not. Yeah, um, I, I only ever use it for like promotional stuff. And, yeah. Um, I feel like I need to hold on to my account just for like Messenger. Like I use yes. Messenger a bunch. Same. Anyway. I like it. It's good. But also, I think the cool cool young kids are not, not on it so much no more. I've, historical Hot or Not, Hot Not Pod, that's on, on all the socials, Twitter, mm-hmm. Instagram. Zero Hours, that's, uh, is it Zero Hours? Just, just look it up. Yeah, um, wherever got, if you wherever you got this podcast, yeah. you could also find that podcast. In it's the a picture of a that. sinking ship. That's mm-hmm. the, the logo. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want any promo, you want a badge, you want a condom, just come to one of my shows and can have one if you want. Sounds good. Excellent. So, Catherine Mather, your source for comedy and condoms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you should you should start a comcom pod. That's a word. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I will. Well, uh, Catherine, thanks so much for talking to me. I'm sorry Tara couldn't be here to catch up with us, but you'll see Tara. Say hi to Tara in a few months, a few weeks mm-hmm. uh, down under. But um, take care. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Match your dom. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> gosh we have just spent an enormous amount of money on a water filter but it is so worth it we are literally drinking like water from heaven i mean the water here the tap water is just horrendous it basically leaches minerals from your bones to like deal with the level of acidity and everything in the water so 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 now i've got this like delicious like rainwater tasting like liquid gold water that comes from this exceptionally expensive filter and i'm so thrilled yeah it sounds like you've just like now have potable water 
Like that just seems like now the water is no longer poison. So yes, it's a huge step up. I'm like high on how hydrated yeah. I am for like the first time wow. ever. You've been drinking nothing but beer since you got back to Australia. <laughs> Finally drink some water. Jeez. Honestly, the tap water here like dehydrates you. It is horrendous. So Are you just, anyway. Does it just come straight from the sea? Is it just salt water? Just... No, it's just they put so much like it's like basically tastes like pool water. Like it's so chlorinated that it's like it smells the same as like the pool, you know? Wow. It's terrible. Really awful. So, so did you get like a central filtration system for the house or just like for the like the kitchen sink or whatever? It's just it's just this kitchen sink one. But, you know, we're kind of like if we just drink good water, like that's an amazing start instead of like feeling really dehydrated. And yeah. so and also we've just got a whole oh my gosh i actually don't know if i legally should tell you this because it feels super dodgy but um (laughs) (laughs) i've started i'm on this like health kick where i'm like finding all about like metabolic foods and stuff like that and basically Mm -hmm. a big Mm -hmm. thing is like i haven't been able to eat dairy for years because you know obviously processed dairy is quite a different thing to raw dairy like processed dairy has lots of issues all the goodness is kind of stripped from it anyway so we've got this raw organic milk which is actually illegal and i literally felt like i was doing a drug deal getting it but i've been drinking it and it's absolutely fine on my stomach and i feel so good right now matt like i'm hydrated i'm drinking raw organic milk i'm eating like raw organic grass-fed meat like i don't know if you can tell my bones don't hurt anymore my (laughs) my my pee comes out as a liquid again that's amazing (laughs) please don't tell like i don't know the food authorities that i've told you this because it is genuinely (laughs) like i gotta keep this low big dairy's listening in they're gonna a swat team's gonna descend on your house i don't know yeah yeah well it does it feels like that i said that to the woman when i like was talking about it and she was like look i can't talk about it and i was like oh and she was like there's a fifty thousand dollar fine for talking about it i can't talk about it and i was like okay just give me the milk and i'll get the hell out of here so you sit down on a park bench and you slide a bag of unmarked bills across and she slides a jug of milk you know but it's like it's it's like hidden in a in like a thermos or like a beer keg or something like that it's like this is just nothing going on here just normal that was very much very much how it felt it's kind of legitimate in a way but it's also definitely not legitimate oh i went and got some raw cheese as well actually they're changing the laws here that they're gonna import they will allow importing of raw cheeses from europe so that's pretty exciting like i'm hanging out for that you know so that's kind of my life now matt i don't know i feel like things have changed a lot you know from the whole like doing comedy planning festivals and stuff and now i just really get excited about like what i'm gonna eat and drink mostly right. water yeah um so when people come over you're like would you like a glass of water it's it's quite nice <laughs> i am i'm literally like you must come in for water so how are you mm. you've got a massive uh, gash on your head yeah i got a, a minor head injury that looks with a very ugly gash but um I'm fine. I think anyways, I don't know. Sometimes I forget stuff and I'm like, is this the, is this the head injury or is it, or the blood loss or or am I just tired from having a toddler? Well, you got to tell everyone how you got it and how brave you were. You were super brave. (laughs) 
Thank you so much. (laughs) I walked into a sign when I was at the playground. So, you know, pretty hardcore stuff. Mm. And it was the welcome sign. The welcome sign, yeah. In fairness, it was the back of the welcome sign. So um, the edge of the sign is very sharp. It was a very sharp sign. You don't notice this until you gouge your forehead open. But most public signs have a nice rounded edge on them so that this Mm. very thing doesn't happen. Hey, being an American, are you tempted to sue? No, no, I would never. That's, well, actually, I'm pretty low on cash, (laughs) so that might be helpful. I might write a letter to the council and be like, hey, can you come hire somebody with a file to kind of round the ends out off that sign? Was it it like a metal sign, like a sharp metal-edged sign? Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, it was really bad. Just imagine a flat piece of sheet metal. Oh, my God. No wonder your head looks so bad. I mean, it looks all right. Like, you're looking fine. But, I mean... Yeah. No, it looks... Like, I don't want to... I don't want to... But it it was, like, I was quite surprised. Yeah. Um, I'm um, sure it'll heal well. I'm sure it'll... Yeah, they said it should heal up fine. They glued it shut at the emergency room. So... You didn't say the whole thing of how you were, like, having to find, like, a thousand, like, wet wipes to hold it while, like, Tavish was playing... (laughs) Uh, this is the thing I told you. Uh, so I told this to Tara off mic, and I didn't think that anybody would hear this, but I guess Tara thinks everybody should hear this because I'm a hero. I, yeah, I doubled over in pain and fell on the ground, um, and I p- pulled my hand away from my head, and it was covered in blood. So then I kind of like crawled over to the diaper bag underneath the stroller and took out a bunch of wet wipes, all the while, like totally doubled over, not so much in pain, but just so that the steady stream of blood uh, didn't get on my clothes. Yeah, just kind of using only my peripheral vision, opened up the diaper bag and got out some wet wipes and uh, was able to like stop the bleeding. And eventually I, I used the wet, more wet wipes to clean myself up. And then I put a disposable diaper on my forehead and walked home. <laughs> and that is my favorite part of the story because I just love how resourceful you were. Like who would have thought it? Like a nappy, perfect for soaking up blood, you know? It is, yeah. You think That's about great. it. That's great. Really great genius. Yeah. Thank you. Somebody asked if I like just put the whole diaper over my head. I just <laughs> folded it up and had it pressed to my forehead. I didn't like I wasn't like I wasn't like wearing a diaper on my head. That could have been actually but, quite good though if you had like been able to like because you could have used it almost like as a bandage where you could have like tightened it on you know like as in like you could have like strapped it on with the straps that they have on them yeah that's true one gentleman did stop and ask if i was okay he was biking in the opposite direction he was just like are you all right and then i was just like it's fine and i give him a quick flash of the gash and uh and then he's just like i just walked into a sign i'm fine i'm headed home and then to the hospital and it's fine so alice came home from work and worked at home in the afternoons uh to look after tavish uh while i went to the uh emergency room and i don't know it was a whole adventure well well done you for being so like i don't know just calm when all that (laughs) happened and especially when you could have gone into shock or something but you like kept it all together to look after your baby boy you know you're an inspiration Thank you. Now, back to six months ago, prediction-wise, uh, obviously all your predictions fell down massively of uh, predicting things would get better for the Ukraine. I mean, I <laughs> personally, that was also my prediction, sadly. So I have to say I'm also bad at predicting things. I think things are going a little bit better. It seems like Russia's all mad at Vladimir Putin, right? So that's not bad. And Oh, that's so true, isn't it? It's fantastic. They took um, back a bunch of territory and they blew up an important bridge. 
that was i don't know if you saw that did you see that the the bridge thing no i haven't seen the bridge like so when you, when they annexed crimea in 2014 they built this bridge between russia and crimea um which was like this real like proud moment for putin or whatever in 2018 and they blew they blew it up and it's it's kind of grim it's very dark like you can there's like security footage of the bridge and you can just see like a big semi truck driving across the bridge and then all of a sudden there's just an explosion Whoa. And so yeah so yeah it's really awful but it's uh it's it was a huge win because they basically disabled the bridge and they disabled a train bridge that was right next to it so it was incredible it's been actually quite beautiful to see you know the fact that they have fought back in such an amazing way like it's it's um yeah it's awesome i i just think it's not i think it's a lot worse than i thought it would be as in like i think i kind of thought that it wouldn't i don't know i guess i i don't know i was always very uh i'm always very i think naive about things in the beginning where i'm just like i'm sure it'll all be okay you know but like <laughs> yeah anyway but- it, it, i think they're fighting really well like and it's been definitely yeah a big kind of win that they've that they're still going against russia oh my goodness yeah i think everybody thought they'd just get steamrolled because russia is so much bigger than they are and yeah has so many more resources than they do and but it's turned out to be more of a fight than than anyone expected i think and that's you know better than the alternative so and uh we hope that things keep going Mm. what else did we talk about six months ago you were preparing for the comedy festival uh which was you were feeling pretty good about that like because you were busy and obviously the comedy festival went well which was great you also had got tavish that ball pit and that was so sweet i loved that that was (laughs) really cute Mm. How's the yeah. whole pit going? Are you still using it? Sometimes. It, it actually has turned into like, because uh, it's in a playpen, it's kind of turned into a, a place where we just throw stuff when we're trying to pick up the living room. We just like, we'll throw everything in the ball pit. <laughs> <laughs> because and, and it got to the point where like you put him in the ball pit and he just, his favorite thing is to throw all the balls out. And then <laughs> it's just like, it just makes such a huge mess. And you're just like, please stop playing. I just want to do this. <laughs> Why don't you just sit and play in the ball pit? It's fine. You don't have to throw them at dad. <laughs> the other thing was that, um, I don't know, we talked about Boris Johnson briefly and how he'd probably end up having more children by the time this came out. Um, <laughs> how did you feel yeah. about Boris being ousted and this new prime minister? What's she doing? Well, Boris Johnson leaving was bittersweet because nobody likes Boris Johnson. But it turns out that the Tories have an endless supply of actually somehow worse people. <laughs> <laughs> on their team uh, it's it's kind of astounding and so liz truss the first week she was in queen died so kind of week off for everybody nobody really did anything and then did you hear about this they had an announcement about a new mini budget which was a series of proposals financial proposals and it was so poorly received that the pound crashed right it crashed it totally crashed yeah. it almost became equal to the dollar which has never happened in the history of the uk yeah i mean it was pretty sad all my stocks crashed as well but they're kind of oh yeah crawling their way back up like thanks very yeah, much yeah. for that pound <laughs> send all your complaints to liz trust care 10 downing street <laughs> london uk it was so fucking bad it's amazing it's you're just like wow it's amazing how bad you are at this job and how <laughs> we're stuck we're stuck we have nothing like it's so fucking horrible uh anyways so yeah one you said one piece of good news is what you wanted as a prediction oh right have you found any have you found any good news um uh yeah i, w- I was looking for this <laughs> after i listened back <laughs> and uh 
I don't think I really found anything oh, good. That's sad. I yeah, I don't know. I mean, have you can you think of one piece of really good news? Um good news. I mean, this is very specific and very narrow, but the Criterion Collection announced that they're releasing an edition of Malcolm X, which I think is an, ing- an incredible film, and I, I'm excited to get a copy, a nice copy of Malcolm X. So that's kind of nice. <laughs> I mean, that means nothing to me, but uh, okay. but I'm really thrilled that you are happy about that. Um, I'm just trying to do some searching for good news now. Oh, I hear that Dwayne Johnson's no longer running for president. Is that good news? Um, I feel like if anything, that's news. bad news. <laughs> It wasn't. It was neither good nor bad. It was just just a thing. I don't know. Whatever. It was dumb. It's good that he's not. Is Donald president. Trump running again? I haven't seen anything. Yeah, um, he's kind of running again. He hasn't announced, but it's like he's, uh, you know, he's trying. He a hundred percent will run again. I reckon he's gonna probably get back in. I really hope not, but you know, it wouldn't surprise me. Okay, here's good news. Website lessons lets you listen to cat purrs whenever you're stressed. Oh my god, that's amazing. It's a website of cat purrs. Yeah, I don't know. I couldn't find any good news that was un- un- unadulterated good news. It's hard to find these days. But <laughs> What are you going to do? Yeah, I literally I, I can't think of anything. I was probably setting the bar too high. Just one piece of good news was just a <laughs> the bridge too far. <laughs> just like, you know, dream big there. Okay, well, it's been beautiful to talk to you. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Do you want to drag this out longer? Like... No. No, I'm still nursing a head. We have no, we have no good news. Matt's got a head injury. Like I don't know, I don't know what else we can say really. But it's beautiful to see you, Matt. It's great to see you as well, Tara. Always a pleasure. Glad you're back from holiday. Thanks. Uh, I hope the holiday was good news, right? Oh, you got, you said you got sick on the holiday. Yeah, but mostly it was, it was pretty good. Okay, (laughs) well, uh, you take it easy and. um, Thanks. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, We really appreciate it. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and as, as we hope that you've enjoyed all the episodes. It's always fun to do this. And if you like it, please uh, rate, review, subscribe wherever you uh, get your podcasts and uh, and tell a friend, you know, tell a friend like, hey, you're looking for some good news. <laughs> Have you heard the good news about this podcast six months later? <laughs> it is the real good news. Throw all your Bibles away. I don't know. Um, no. <laughs> It's, it's just it's a it's a fun lighthearted podcast about the all the awful stuff that's going on in the world right now and the inescapable passage of time <laughs> tara you still offline for the most part oh yeah 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 but you know why not try and contact me if you can i can try and get you some raw milk kidding i would never do that because that's illegal it's illegal but seriously <laughs> hit her up in the dms she's got to connect <laughs> If I did have a raw milk connect, I would only tell that to the police or anybody who <laughs> DM'd me, <laughs> who isn't an undercover milk officer. Yeah, and uh, if you're looking for more content from me, I'm I got a, another podcast called Saint Misbehaving that I do with my friend Anna, which is super fun. And back we did we did Saint Francis of Assisi last week. Ooh. Very big big deal, Saint fun guy, poor businessman. So Mm. good thing you went into the saint business. Mm. But uh, thanks everybody for listening and we'll see you again next week. In six months. Have a great life. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye. Good to see you, Tara. I hear you're eight minutes from the beach. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Way to blow up my spot, Catherine. (laughs) 
<laughs> See, Matt's been it's talking. Like, Tara's such a stuck-up bitch now. She's like, I'm, so, I'm so close to the beach. I'm surfing now. It's always hot here. Blah blah blah. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy. Oh. <laughs> what I'm a so day! Glad I'm out of that miserable island. <laughs> 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 oh my god. 